We love the Employee Retention Tax Credit and what it does for clients. Find out if you qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. As the first and only CPA firm in the country solely offering ERC services, JWC has helped thousands of businesses claim over $500 million in tax refunds. We're a licensed and regulated CPA firm committed to client education without the gimmicks and deception of unlicensed ERC companies. Learn how to qualify at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Philip Lanos, welcome to the show, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to uh, hang out with you for a few minutes here. You're up to some big things in the podcasting world. I always love uh, when I meet a peer, if you will, a, a fellow podcaster uh, that's uh, really leveraging the power of podcasting to not only continue to build their own personal brand, but also contribute to existing um, media outlets. And we're going to get into some of the shows that you're hosting right now uh, for Entrepreneur and for Inc. Magazine and things of that nature. But this podcast is all about talking about the good, the bad, and the gritty of the world of startup. Gritty meaning, yeah, the not so pretty aspect of it, which in my opinion is probably about 80% of it. But uh Let's back up a little bit, give our listeners some some context on on you and, and learn a little bit more about you and, and your story and what really brought you to present day as an entrepreneur and podcast host. Sure. Um, I think the, the point that makes the most sense is as I was working, uh, I had moved from L.A. to to Brooklyn and landed a gig at a digital marketing agency. And this is really where a lot of things started to take hold. Uh, as far as business is concerned, because prior to that, I was actually pursuing entertainment. Uh, I had I had been doing um, a lot of music. I was on like MTV and like uh, and at Telemundo, believe it or not, and Espanol. <laughs> very popular down here in Miami. Very very popular. <laughs> and uh, it just it just wasn't happening for me. I, I wasn't a fan of the people uh, that I would often run into. I just couldn't connect with them. Uh, it's, it sucks having substance in a world full of uh, BS. Uh, and I'm not saying that the, everyone was uh, full of BS, but there was enough people to turn me off. Uh, so then when I, when I moved away due to some, uh, some like my, my father had passed away and then my car got stolen and then I bought a bike and that got stolen. So I moved to New York. Welcome to was, New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, so that's why I moved to New York. I was like, I just need to get away and have an opportunity to do that. And I've always wanted to be there. Uh, so I did. And when I got there, I looked around, I saw the ads and realized there's a lot of money flowing in this direction. I, that's my assumption. It was an uneducated guess and it worked because then I got like four internships um, and I land each one of them actually ended up offering me a job. I don't know how I was unqualified, but I'm, I'm a bookworm. So I knew what they were talking about, their terms. And it seems that when you know the language, you unlock an entire economy, you know? Uh, so when that happened, I, I chose the one that I, I felt the most comfortable with, which was the one that had the most interviews too, ironically. And um, I became the problem solver at the agency. They, they didn't want to just keep me in one place. They liked that if you left me alone long enough, I figured something out. And when they had a client that was 80% of their revenue um, and they needed a report on it, I'm not necessarily a reporter, uh, a report 
maker, report developer, a data analyst, but I did pass the Google course at the time and I started learning Excel sheets. And again, I'm not a fan, but I realized, oh, okay, you just need to know the rules um, and then present it in a way that makes sense. So it tells a story. I was like, seems simple enough. And so I was able to do that. And doing so, I started realizing something about myself. And as I started getting promoted more and more over the years, they ended up offering me more and more responsibility, more and more money. And I felt that I was becoming more and more entrenched in this without ever having accomplished something that I was doing just before this, right? Was looking for this personal freedom. I thought entertainment would be the way to find it. So when I started realizing that I was more and more in this, I wasn't being ungrateful, but I realized I haven't really taken that chance on myself. So when they offered me the big promotion for, for me at the time, it was like a lot of money. I actually told them, I've been thinking about moving back to LA because I thought it would be more affordable because when I left, it was. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing that for? I'm trying to become self-employed and figure things out. And they're like, well, that really sucks because we're trying, you know, all the work that and this and that we invested in you. I'm like, no, I know. That's why I'm stopping it now because it's such a big investment in me. And I respect you that much. And I want to say it now and however much time you need, I'll help transition and train, you know, what have you. And so that did work out. And because of that, the CEO then became one of my first mentors. And um, three months after I'd left, called me and told me, hey, how's it going? That self-employed life. And it was terrible. It was suffice it to say the least. Uh, but because of that, he ended up throwing me introductions. I made a mess of them, you know, on purpose. He knew who he was introducing me to. I could afford to make mistakes. And over the years, you know, and lots of negative dollars, uh, I started building a cadence for how to, how to call people, how to listen to their problem. I already identified whether or not they were going to be someone I could solve problems for. And, you know, all the things that entrepreneurs start to go through. Um, and, and, and at that same time, just before I left the agency, I had started doing podcasting work for them um, because of my, my skills carrying over like audio editing, sure. you know what I mean? In terms of songwriting, it's about like uh, production of episodes and how does everything point back to the title or the tagline. You combine that with digital marketing copy and you just start to see how these things connect. At least I do, right? I take it for granted. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, right. um, but it all started happening. So when I left, that was actually what I tried to become self-employed on and it started working. And I ended up landing through my mentor uh, an introduction, uh, a client named Entrepreneur Organization. Now this is like 167 yeah. global chapters. You know? great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you can tell already that I have to say is luck. You know, in terms of being able to have, who know someone who was able to make the introduction to make that happen. The hard work was convincing these people that are way more successful than me that I should be working with them. Right. 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 I, I had a similar experience too. I got, no thrown in the, I got thrown right when my first book came out, I got thrown in the mix to speak at EO uh, Philadelphia, EO, oh, EO, wow. Nerve, yeah. EO Nerve. And Gary V was the keynote. I'll never forget. Uh, and my, my breakout session was concurrent to right after his terrible time to have a, a breakout, <laughs> terrible time to have a breakout. But nobody thought, wants to go up against V. Right. I'm like, who? <laughs> who are all these incredible like humans? Like these are all success. I mean, first of all, the, 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 the requirements to get into EO, you already yeah. know who's in the room. Incredible. Incredible. I was, I call it a uh, business fraternity slash sorority because yeah. 
it is uh, a very unique environment. So sorry to segue on. No, no, EO, no. That's EO actually is, uh, is is good times. I'm a big fan of them. I am, and it's a good point you bring that up. I mean, I've been a part just just as a side note. I've been a part of like uh, like I, I I was a Freemason at, at some point, you know, like full master, and I learned a lot about fraternities through them. But to see what EO has been able to do and push forward in terms of uh, gathering, and it's not just a dinner party. Like there is actual value. Right. When hanging out with them and forget it with the forums and the, you know, their, the gestalt therapy that they offer each other and things like that. Support I mean, with life, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the whole idea of, of being able to, that's what I really saw. Um, the, you know, the, the fabric that EO is woven with is, is just incredible. I, I, I don't think you're allowed to pitch each other either. Uh, no, no, it's like the opposite. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, all of this happened thanks to my mentor Joe Applebaum in in, in Brooklyn. Joe, oh, are you know Joe Applebaum? Me? The world's <laughs> this big. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Joe wow. Applebaum. I met, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I met Joe at EO in Philadelphia. Yeah. The guy stood up and said, "Gary, can I have a selfie with you?" Walked up on stage. <laughs> that sounds exactly like he Joe. Would, he would call himself Fat Joe back then. Back then, yeah, because, back then. Uh, that was before his entire just radical transformation. Shout out to Joe for the transformation there. Yeah, but, man. Uh, that's wild, dude. Come on. This world sucks. Get, listen, uh, what is, Kevin Bacon has nothing on us, okay? Six degrees yeah. of separation. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, man. And so through him, I you know, ended up meeting John Toda, Stephen Destante, and, um, uh, and then John Toda actually uh, pushed me into EO Global. Um, because he he had a project he wanted to kick off. The thing that most people don't know about any projects happening in EO that are entrepreneur driven by the entrepreneurs, it's all volunteer work. You know, they don't get paid for it. So they have to fit it in on top of everything else they do. That's like, that's like giving a, a, a baby candy. Like, you know, entrepreneurs already start projects and never finish them on, on levels unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then, uh, yeah. So I got, I got fortunate. Uh, really early on, I, I will say to to give be given opportunities to prove myself, and it taught me a lot about the good, bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurs. Mostly sure. good, um, but uh, yeah. So I got a chance to practice editing all these episodes, having conversations with them, listening to what they were talking about, deciding what was going to go into the uh, the episodes and what wasn't, you know. And um, then from there, I met Daniel Marcos and just the whole team. And then from there, obviously, while I was doing that, because uh, it was it was side projects here and there, I still had to find other ways of, of, of making cash. So I started um, going to like entrepreneur uh, and podcasting conventions. And it was a podcast movement that I started meeting even more people. I don't know if you've heard of podcasts. Yeah, movement. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so um, I think it was Stephen Hart, Aunt McKinley. Uh, there, there was there was a few people there that really. Um, opened my eyes further to the way podcasting should be the, what it's like. I saw, I saw, uh, I think his name is Rob Welch speak there at Libsyn, uh, from Libsyn. And, and I started realizing like exactly what podcasting has trouble with. And it's been a journey trying to figure out how to solve that problem of discoverability. No one has solved it really yet. Right. Um, but it's getting, it's again, getting better a little bit. Yeah. And so constantly my problem solver brain is always looking at what like the, the, the real issue is. Um, and, uh, oh, there was Amy from Podcast Movement. Sorry, I, I, just, I just remember. I was like, I knew I met more people who like really impacted me. But I always have noticed something. It's whenever I took the time to deeply connect, the way podcasting allows you to do, to, to truly listen just for a second. Imagine that. Yeah. Like just listen to someone 
it always ended up being the best decision I ever made. The best decision I ever made in business anywhere was always involving good listening, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 but it was my first experience was that was going, uh, this year I went. Was it this really? Year? No, no, Latin this year. We just got started. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no, no. Uh, well, Nashville. yeah, you meant, yeah. Yeah, Nashville. I missed and, that one, man. And, well, you know, it was, you know, it was you know, pandemic-ish type of, you know, like Yeah, I went crowd. to the 2017 one. <laughs> yeah, nobody really knows what's going on, but, you know, it's always, it just takes that one conversation or two conversations that makes the entire trip uh, worth it. And, yes. Uh, and JLD was there. And, oh uh, yeah, John Lee some, Yeah, man, he, and just doing some incredible, incredible things, and has been for the past decade in the podcasting space. And I had had him on the show earlier that year, and uh, we had a chance to to, to spend some time and uh, get some FaceTime in. And it was it was a a conversation that had nothing. I think we were talking about uh, being healthy because we're not going to live forever. Uh, that was our topic of conversation, man. and it was like one of those, "Hey, we're, what are you doing right now?" And I go uh, talking to you. He goes, "Walk." Do with you me. want a podcast? Yeah. Well, so we said exactly. <laughs> we walk. I'm like, I'm oh, Let's 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 cut an interview, right? So we ended up walking across the. It's at the Gaylord in in Nashville. Yes. So by the time you get to your hotel room, like I found my hotel room by the time it was time to check out on Monday. Like that's how that big that place. <laughs> but we walked across the entire day just chatting it up, and we, he gets to where he's going and realizes he doesn't have his name tag. And I was like, that thing's going to be on eBay by the end of the day for, oh. for, for sure. But so we end up walking all the way back again. So it's those thoughtful conversations. With yeah, the people man. that we have the opportunity to connect with and have those meaningful conversations that make this whole entrepreneur startup journey just that much worth it, much more worth it. Because a lot of times, and you said, I had to go find other gigs so that yeah. I could make ends meet. It's, it's really difficult to play the part and still eat when you're yeah. building your brand and doing it, but you've got to act as if you've got to, I don't believe in fake it till you make it. I believe that's terrible, terrible advice. I believe that you should act as if you are already there, act as if the other people that you're in the room with, you are on the same level and thought process there and figure out how you can extract. There's somebody in this room that doesn't know something that I know and being able to create that value on there. So just a wild, wild ride. So I didn't mean to-, to No, to, it's to funny that you say and, that in acting. You know, it's funny. I actually say that a lot of the things that I'm able to do as a podcast host- uh, stem from my acting training. I recommend every adult to take an acting class. I've always said that acting is a very safe way to do a dangerous thing, which is to explore facets of your personality and who yeah. you are in a place that's allowed, like you're allowed to be crazy for that scene, right? And the act as if uh, there was a great acting teacher, Stanislavski, who would do that. I mean, this guy talked about before he even knocked on the door to enter the stage for the scene, he would say, you know, if I was this character that I'm supposed to be, how, how would I knock? How would I, you know, and, and, and that's sort of that starting from that place. And all of those things really do carry over into entrepreneurship and, and podcasting and creativity and business. They really? Sure, I do. Well, I've been living that out lately. I've been doing a lot of stand up. And, uh, really? yeah, I've been thinking about it for four years and I did it like one random, oh, open mic, like five congratulations years ago. on taking that step, brother. It is terrifying. It's still terrifying today, but here's what clicked. I, I talked to another local comic here in Miami and the Miami comedy scene's really starting to grow and, and, and take off here. And I talked to a couple other comics that I was following and she's like, I'm a speech patho pathologist, you know, full time but I'm hooked on comedy. Like I, I said, so how did this all begin? And she said, well, I went and took an improv class and our entire graduating class decided to put some, put some skin in the game and say, Hey, 
let's go to an open mic. But if you don't show up, you got to pay. Yeah. And I went and I was hooked instantly. And I said, but what about the fear the fear, the fears there? And she said, Sebastian, this is where it clicked. I mean, just like bingo. She goes, Sebastian, the fear is never going away. You just have an opportunity and choice every time what you're going to do with it. And I can tell you right now that every time I grab a mic and I get up, whether I crush or I flop or whatever, I go, I did it. And that I did it fills you with this like rush of holy cow. So then I started to take a look few few layers deeper and say, so what am I doing comedy for? Do I want to be a comic? Do I want to spider? Am I looking to get a sitcom? I'm like, I don't know that that's my road as a podcaster and, and a speaker um, and, and, and a person that, that's looking to make as much impact as possible. But, but just maybe whatever I'm able to take and whatever I'm learning and developing from open mics, which are late nights at bars on a Tuesday night with not really any production at all. Like it's not really building your brand per se, but what if I brought that back to the mic? And what if I brought that back to the stage? And what if I brought that back to the way that I communicate on a daily basis, which is making people laugh? What does that do? That brings people joy. And if bringing people, bringing people joy is the only thing I do on a daily basis, then I'm in because my focus is impact. So when you, when you unpack that and dig a little bit deeper, I love what you said about the acting stuff. And I've never taken an acting class. I've, I've always wanted to I've done a couple infomercials. I don't know if that counts, um, but wait, well, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. But stand up has still been, I have been out on, on a mic in a couple of weeks. I've been doing some clubhouse rooms. Oddly enough, there's comedy shows on clubhouse. Crazy enough. But um, yeah, that fear never goes away, No, yeah, but it does really help you develop your craft. I've always had a respect for comedians uh, or anyone doing stand up. A terrible it's, career choice. It's it's immediate feedback. I mean, yeah, you, you can't, you can't. In fact, I, I know many entrepreneurs who just, that's what they, that they love. At least once every entrepreneur that I've met, especially in EO has at least tried uh, stand up or like some kind of improv class, sure. something of that nature. And there's just something about being on the spot and figuring things out. Yeah. I think that really is attractive and terrifying. Alluring. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's a sickness, right? You it's gotta like, try it. You're, you're, you're in the hub right there. You can't swing a dead cat without finding an open mic. Yeah, that's true. That's it. When that's I come true. to LA, we're doing it. We're hitting an open mic. I'm with it, man. I, I've got, I've got no qualms. I'm ready for the tomatoes. <laughs> I'm ready for the tomatoes. Waka, waka, waka. That, in fact, waka. that's what it's about, right? It's about that idea of failure on purpose. So yes. you can iterate, pivot, shift, you know, do a yes. little jiggy. Um, yes. No, I get it, man. I get it. So, so yeah. So all that ended up um, eventually leading to the fact that uh, I, I met Andrew Metal, who was the original host uh, of uh, Entrepreneurs uh, Action and Ambition uh, through, through conversations. And at first it was, we had a conversation and then it's like everything else that happens, at least in my experience in Los Angeles, there's like a lull for a very long time. And you're like, what? Well, it's the Hollywood. Yeah. It's the Hollywood. No, you know? And then, uh, but I was, <laughs> I was determined because I was like, wow, you know, this is a great opportunity and I don't want to let somebody else who may have the presence of mind to be persistent yeah. to, uh, to get this. So I, so I reached out to him on every platform. It's, it's one of the only times that I remember reading, there was a guy from who founded CD baby, Derek Sievers, who wrote this article and I, I found it online somewhere. I like to read. And, um, the, I remember the story was of how he got started in the music business. There was like a music exec that came in and to a school to speak. And, and when the guy walked in, the guy looked like, you know, flabbergasted and tired. Like he was like, I'm about to do this and get the hell out of here. And so Derek being intuitive ran out of the class before, just before the guy started after seeing that 
they went and grabbed some snacks and some water. And so the guy's already starting the beginning of his speech as he walks in and he just puts it on the front desk and then sits back down. And the guy's like, what's this? So it looks like you needed it, you know, and that anticipated, you know, the guy took it. And later after the class, that guy actually gave Derek Sievers the time of day. And that's sort of how he got the relationship to found CD Baby. So when I read that, I said, wow, sometimes you have to anticipate. And obviously later on in the story, he also goes on to show how like busy people actually appreciate when you're persistent and you follow up. Sure. Yeah. And so that's sort of the moral of the story. I don't want to give the whole story. I know we don't have a lot of time. So I took that lesson and ran with it. And I was like, all right, look, I'm still building, but you know, this is important to me. And I know that this person is more busy than I am, given the fact that what's the word busy or not more busy. Um, given the fact that I've worked with EOs for so long, I was like, I know how this works. And some people are allergic to email. So I reached out on every channel I possibly could. And eventually, you know, we have one conversation and you say, yeah, I can already tell this is going to work out. And you have such a background in like all this uh, based on everything. He's like, yeah, it doesn't, I, you know what? Matter of fact, I don't even need to go any further with it. Just tomorrow, show up to this calendar invite. And then from there it was, you know, it was history. It went from one, one every day to like three, you know, four sometimes now. Uh, and then on top of that, because that's how much demand was for, sure. for being on the, on the, on the magazine show. And he got another opportunity and he's like, look, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a co-host for that. He's like, do you know any people in particular who might be able, I was like, not yet, but as soon as I meet somebody that I think can just run with it, you don't have to train. Cause what I've noticed is, is working on that on shows like that. Like you need to know, you need to have somebody who already knows how to compose themselves, uh, create quick, uh, quick rapport and all the, all the, all the qualities that are necessary. And it's not everybody that makes a good host. This is true. I've actually found that many people who come to the show say, wow, I was a little different than what I'm used to. In fact, some people all answer the question they were going to ask me and they'll stop the show in the middle of it. Hold on, hold on. You asked the question I was going to ask. Let me look through. And I'm thinking to myself, they stop the show so they can look at their notes before they can tell. Now I know things are recorded, pre-recorded. I mean, and you know, but no, you got it or you don't. (laughs) I mean, the guy, listen, what is that? Ray, Randy from American, from me, dog, to you, dog. Yeah. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> right. Not everybody has that. But you know, again, I, it's well, us being able to, you know, much is given, much is expected. Yes. I, I view it as a responsibility that when people's interview skills aren't up to stuff. I mean, we, we do it a lot with, in the world of podcasting and people starting podcasts and helping with that process of people just don't know how to interview someone. So there's a huge need there. So that, that was the entrepreneur. My goodness, you're doing three, four interviews a day. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of podcasting. Yeah. I got a lot of at bats, which is crazy because I went from editing that many episodes a day just to stay alive. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to now being on the other side of it, but it, it afforded me also seeing how many mistakes and how many, poor styles or good styles. Uh, and whether people listen to my suggestions or not, you know, I did go, I, I, w- I did go to great acting classes and coming back to the suggestion, make sure you shop for, get a second opinion from a different doctor. You know what I mean? Don't just, don't just settle on the first one and say it didn't work out. Sure. I'm telling you, it will change your game. You know, love and success cannot hit a moving target. So when, when you, when you find what you're looking, I took that from the teacher in New York, Tom Todorov, when you find what you're looking for, sink your teeth in uh, the the minute you do, you know? And uh, yeah, so I got a chance to interview all these people and I started, started developing a real knack for, for understanding what the show wants, you know, Uh, why people are showing up. Um, Half the time it's a personal branding exercise. 
spot in the best way possible where people don't have their story down yet. And they're showing up with these great opportunities that, you know, they're building uh, and investing in with PR agencies. And then the agencies I've found, and I don't know if this is true for you. Um, it's a new medium still, even though for you and I, and, and many others who have been in the biz for a while, see it as like, oh, yeah, this is podcasting for a lot of people. They're like, oh, okay, so we've got this new channel and <laughs> we're, you know, we're trying to figure out how it fits right. into the overall way we're usually presenting people. And so I think this is, it's really cool. And I don't know if you, uh, I don't know how you feel about it. Like where we are right now in this space and this type of storytelling, it is new and it's cool to be, at least from what I've seen in the work that I do, my interviews end up being a case study for how they can carry over to the next uh, shows that they're on. Sure. Because it's so open, natural, organic, and curious, yeah. you know? Well, it's new radio and it's less, you know, less fluff and ads and noise. And it's hyper-focused on, on creating, you know, on, on creating conversations that, 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 that provide value that actually means something. Yeah. Well, man, that, that, what a wild ride as an entrepreneur so far. I feel like you're just getting started. I know that I am. I've uh, been yeah. an entrepreneur for, for, gosh, it's been over 17 years. In the digital space, it's been about 12 now, which feels like four days um, oh, but man. that's how technology continues to evolve and, and open up. Um, I'm glad we've got an opportunity to connect here. It's always great uh, to meet peers in the space, fellow podcast hosts. Uh, too. That's why I saw your information. I mean, I'm like, podcast host? Let's, this is right up my alley. <laughs> how meta is this? <laughs> yeah, right. 100%. I'm like, these, he is my people. I haven't even met the guy yet. So yeah. well, we'll have to have you back on the show again, man. This has been a great conversation. And to, 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 to button things up, and, uh, and bring this to a close. What's your best advice for uh, someone, an individual or a company just starting out on their entrepreneur and startup journey? Oh, wow. Um, they do say fail fast and fail often, right? But I actually, I genuinely recommend something very practical. And that is if you're just starting out in, in a real sense, um, if you can stomach reading, I recommend uh, the, the, the series of books by, uh, it's a, they're published by Wiley, but um, I think Alex Osterwalder is the, the, the writer of it. He's also a designer um, and it's called um, Business Model U, I believe, but he has another one called Value Proposition Design. That one is going to be very important because even though Business Model U gives you a one pager and you can run with it, Value proposition design really runs you through the gamut of, of it forces you to think about the customer, the end customer, and, and it, it basically writes your copy for you. It writes everything for you. And, and it's the most integral part of the, the business plan, one pager, but it really puts you in a position to think, what jobs am I doing for the people that I'm trying to serve, right? Because entrepreneurship is really uh, servant leadership right? You're, you're leading the way to get somebody what they need. Um, and you know, it's funny, people get into self-employment to work for themselves, only to work for many more people and many right. more hours, but it's on your terms, quote, sure. unquote. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I really recommend that book. Cool. Those are, that, that, those are all great tips. I mean, I, I, what I took from that, in addition to great book recommendations, is as an entrepreneur, if you're just getting started, reading in general, reading the contract, reading the proof, reading everything, reading books, reading everything that can help you. And reading is so underrated these days, I think. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's mentorship waiting for you without having to ask for permission. You're the second person I've ever heard say that. My buddy Chandler Bolt said the same thing. Reading a book is like a personal free mentoring session. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, there's a lot of truth to that. Well, and, and I'll give you this last caveat in, sure. in terms of reading, right? I read a book on reading books and the guy's name was like George Georgeson or something. Like it's, it's ironic, 
But um, he said, before you can take something from a book, you must first bring something to a book. And I believe that. So have a question in mind, one particular question. And then like everything else in life, it's the question that we operate under that gets us the results we're looking for. If you say things like, why is this happening to me? How useful is that question? There's nothing worse than the right answer to the wrong question. So make sure you identify the question that matters most to you at the moment, find an answer and move on. Love that. And with that, that's a wrap here. Phil, thanks so much for your time. Philip Blanos, ladies and gentlemen, all of his information to connect with him further is going to be in the show notes. That's the description of this podcast episode. In case you're wondering what the world a show note is, uh, links to connect on LinkedIn and Instagram and all the other socials on there. Uh, Philip, such a great conversation. Thanks again for your time My and pleasure. thanks for hanging out. My pleasure, man. Nice meeting you, talking to you. Absolutely. Likewise. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.